Warning, the content you are about to listen to is not, I repeat, not suitable for anyone under the age of 18. This podcast can contain crude humor, adult situations, strong language, and drug references. Sorry, Mom. Listener discretion. I repeat, listener discretion is advised. And also, any music that is played at at any point in time during the history of the bakery, I do not own. Point blank and period. Hope you all enjoy, and go fuck yourselves!
Alright, ladies and gentlemen, here is a little bonus episode. Taking a little break from the uh, podcast action, I guess. But I just want to let you know, the next episode, here's a little change in plans. Based on recent events, the KISS uh, debut record episode will be pushed back another week because on the next full episode of the bakery there's a story that I have to get out there not just for me but for everybody else that has either been told a lie or has been I don't want to say brainwashed but you're going to learn the true story of me having a little falling out with two of my former friends. And what a great transition. I might as well just talk about um, something that I enjoy, and that is the Fallout universe. For the love of God! So that, for the love of God, was Chris Farley from Tommy Boy. And I put that in there because my son is currently pulling out every single diaper out of our little diaper container because why he just wants to but i'm going to talk about the fallout universe something that i enjoy playing and i've been playing it a lot i've gotten really back into it the uh how did how did how would they say this uh the nuclear bug has bitten me once again and i guess i just want to tell you guys a little about what I do on the Fallout games, like gameplay, like how I play the game. I mostly play as a stealthy piece of shit character because I'm a piece of shit in real life. My fiance will tell you that. Don't even think about saying nothing. Because I know she's look, she's looking at me right now like, yeah, you are an asshole. Thanks for admitting it. Yeah. Other people, other people... You want to say it louder? Okay. okay. She said the first step to recovery is admitting you have a problem. Um, but yeah, I play a sneaky, snarky asshole character that uses long-range weapons like the hunting rifle in Fallout 3, the Chinese assault rifle, and a sidearm. Whether that be... A 10 millimeter pistol or a 44 Magnum, if I can find one. So, and with my with this new, how should I say this? I've started playing Fallout 3 again because I zoomed right through, right through it the first time around. Didn't really do a whole lot of quests; just went through the motions, did the main quest line, and just kind of gave up on it. And then went to go to New Vegas and play that. So I'm back at playing Fallout 3. And it got me thinking about something. And it got me thinking about the repair system in Fallout 76. Where you have to use fucking junk materials to repair all your weapons. Yes, that is more realistic than, you know, taking taking three of the same weapon 
in your inventory, taking it up, taking up inventory space, and you and you repair your weapon that way. Oh no! So Fallout 76 had to be a little special and use junk materials, which I wish they would revert back to the old mechanic. As the old saying goes, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And in Fallout 3 in New Vegas, that repair system wasn't broken. It was perfect. You could pick up two 10mm pistols and have a fairly decent conditioned 10mm pistol. It's not that... It, it wasn't really that difficult. That's why I'm starting to really get angry at Bethesda because they're fucking good shit up. Like, Fallout 3 and New Vegas, as as they are, are perfect games, in my opinion. They, Of course, you know, their day one launches, all bugs, all that shit. But as it is now, like, I go back to 3 and New Vegas more than I go back to 4. Just based off of shit that I know that I like. But let's revert back to Fallout 3. My character's name is Devlin Pierce. He uses long-range weapons... And I'm doing a no fast travel run. And for anybody that is listening to this that has ever played Fallout, you know that the map is huge. Some of the map. Well, Fallout 4 is more of a challenge in fast traveling than anything, unless you're a minute, you're with the Minutemen, and you got your little uh, settlement set up all around the Commonwealth. For the love of God, can you stop pulling out diapers? So you're just going to look behind me. Look right at me. Just give a smile. Keep pulling out diapers. Well, at least you put them back. Good job. No, seriously, look at him. Sorry, guys, on the audio... My son, my son is putting back all the diapers that he just got out of the... Never mind, I stand corrected. Back to my original thought, which I can't remember what it was. Do you remember what it was? Which, no fast travel in Fallout 4 could be easier for you. Not like a guy like me that doesn't want to go with the Minutemen and... You know, have all these settlements all over the place so I could go offload the unnecessary shit. No, I wanted to be... I want to go and do the other faction stuff like the Railroad, the Brotherhood of Steel, the Institute, etc., etc. But, on Fallout 3, the map is, is a fair size. And you encounter... Some weird shit. I'll I'll say that. But to anybody that is that has played the Fallout games, I challenge you to go back and play Fallout Three, New Vegas, and if you want to, Fallout Four, and don't fast travel. It has literally been the most fun I have had with this game, with these games, in a long time. Now, right now, I'm working on Fallout Three. I'm trying to get all the DLC done. And all that shit. And then I'm going to move on to New Vegas. I've already got Devlin Pierce made in the Mojave Wasteland. He's going to be using a varmint rifle for 
part of the game until I can't use a varmint rifle to kill any enemies anymore. But yeah, so there's my Fallout chatter for this bonus episode. And now we're going to move on to something that I like to do as a hobby. And that's wrestling with the Extreme Wrestling Federation. Now, I'm not going to let the loose cannon come out and take over this podcast like he did a couple episodes ago. I'm going to give my thoughts, my opinions, and my predictions for this e- this next coming EWF show, Side Effect 9. So the first match is going to be a, sol- is a solid match. Of course, we start with a Donner Bro and Co., promo to get shit started off. I'm really kind of starting to hate the promos at the beginning of the fucking show. It's really kind of boring. Just being honest. So the first match to get everything kicked off is gonna be the sick one. Andrew Darner taking on Sean Quinn for the EWF World Heavyweight Championship in an I Quit match. Honestly, this is a good good way to start the show, not with some shitty promo. Um, it's gonna be a knockdown, drag out brawl. This is the one match where I want to see blood, but I don't want to see it too early, and not too much. I don't want to see people gushing. I just want someone to get busted open because it works in this kind of match. My prediction for this match, though, is going to be Sean Quinn. He's got everything working for him, booking-wise. He beat Draven. I mean, yeah, they're boys. They're in the same group. So Draven gets a Chain That Makes It Rain match with Nate the Black-Eyed Kid who beat Andrew twice. So Andrew's got a lot of momentum to get before this match even finishes. So my prediction and the new EWF World Heavyweight Champion will be Sean Quinn. Now the next match is is for the EWF Classic Championship. And it is the champion, the Viking, Victor Cage, taking on the fabulous one, Silver. Now, I got to tell you, I'm looking forward to this match, but not for any specific reason. I just, I like the Viking. I like his style of wrestling. It's it's solid. It's stiff in in some ways and he's my he's my prediction to be a winner to be the winner of this match and here's something in the EWF that I didn't like last year and it was the hot potato of the belts of some of the lesser known belts it went from one person one week one show and then another person the next show you gotta quit that shit 
for real. You can't build anybody up as a champion if you're going to give them the belt and then take it away from them just like that. Unless you got a story that you're telling. So I predict the Viking Victor Cage is going to come off of that with a W. The next match is the previously mentioned Chain That Makes It Rain match with Nate the Black Eyed Kid and Draven. My, predict, my prediction for this is going to be Draven's going to win the Chain That Makes It Rain. And somehow, some way, he's going to cash in on Sean down the road, breaking up, breaking up Sean and his boys because an ego got in the way. It's perfect. So EWF board, make it happen in some way, shape, or form because you know it'll work. So after that. It's going to be a fatal four-way for the joke of a belt. This is coming from me. It look it. I understand we're a bunch of guys that do nothing but work all the time. But at least get an upgraded belt for the anytime title. It looks janky as fuck. But it's with Chris Jacobs taking on. Ethan Page taking on OG Crisis and Phoenix. I'm gonna give it to I'm gonna give the W to Ray here as a prediction. But in all honesty, I think he's got he's too green to be holding a title like this. I mean, I understand it's the anytime title; anybody can challenge for it at any time. Anywhere, 24-hour rules, blah, blah, blah. I think he is too green to be holding any championship until he's had a couple of matches under his belt and he gets a little more training. But I'll give him the win because I don't see anybody else. I don't know a whole lot about Ethan Page. So I can't give him the win until I see him in ring. And I don't know if the EWF is going to break up OG Crisis and Phoenix. Because they are over like Rover. So don't break him up. And next is match 5. God damn this match is going to be a car crash. The king of hardcore title is on the line here. As David James, the king of hardcore, takes on No Name. I'm giving it to I'm giving it to David James here. He's held the title for an ex an uh, I don't even know the word for it. A grant a such a long amount of time. He's two. He's one. Of the two longest reigning EWF champions. The other one being Brandon Darner who is the EWF champion. The These two are going to beat the fuck out of each other. And this is another match where I think blood will work. Regardless. I don't want to see people busted open where they're just 
gush and blood down their face. Gotta incorporate it somehow, some way. Gotta incorporate blood in some somehow, some way. And last but not least, I got David James going over in that match, by the way. But last but last but not least, the EWF championship is on the line as champion Andrew uh, not Andrew, as champion Brandon Darner. Defends his title in a triple threat match against the Fallen Star and Mr. Wicked. This is the one match that I can see all three people, all three guys in the ring with the EWF championship. It's just that strong of a match. I know all three guys are going to put on one hell of a show. I don't know how Brandon's going to escape from this. If he escapes, I feel like it's going to be like a schmoz finish where someone's going to get involved. Uh, with this with this booking sheet that I have in front of me, Austin Danger is supposed to be the special guest referee, and that's not going to happen. Austin's got family plans that he cannot reschedule, so he will not be able to participate in being the ref for this match. If he was able to, though, I know that they would incorporate him doing a slow count when Mr. Wicked's getting pinned. Or, hell, maybe even turning on Mr. Wicked. I don't know. But then again, I have every guy winning it in some way, shape, or form. I mean, we've got a new attitude from the Fallen Star. He's not taking shit from anybody and especially the champion, Brandon Darner. With that being said, that is my EWF prediction, EWF Side Effect 9 prediction show. Now before I get out of here and go put this out on the internet, as I'm recording this, the legendary actor of one of the Star Wars, the iconic Star Wars characters, Chewbacca, has passed away. Peter Mayhew passed away April 30th at the age of 74. Now, to end the show, I'm going to play one of the most emotional, driven scenes of all Star Wars history. And if you haven't seen The Force Awakens, Awaken, The Force Awakens, you're three years behind, at least. Maybe, maybe five years behind, give or take. And this scene is the death of Han Solo. I'm Aaron Baker. And this has been your guys' bonus sh bonus episode. Hope you guys enjoy. And stay tuned for the next episode. Keep your friends close. And your enemies closer. Have a good night. I'm being torn apart. 
ever want to be free of this pain. I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. Will you help me? Yes, anything. <laughs>